Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? What a great topic for the smell that's in this room right now. Marcus, <laughs> Can you, you are so safe in this Skype. Oh, my You're God. You're so safe you in there. Ridiculous. It sounds, it smells like, Kissel, it smells like you burned an orangutan in the bathroom. <laughs> that is puff, puff and farted, okay? You putting them on uh-huh. the bowl? I'm put- Ben, I would like to say that, yes, it was me that farted. It was not Ben, as a matter of fact. Ben's b- farts only smell like the greatest cotton candy. Puffin can talk! <laughs> yes, he can, and he tells no lies! Uh-huh. I can't yeah. believe what you've done to me. Change Puffin's yeah, diet. I, I remember Puffin talking quite a bit when we were still recording in can New you? York. Yep. What? I'm the only single guy here, and you guys are trying to throw me under the proverbial bus. No, no, Kissel, listen. Every single I, I time... Did, I didn't take a dump in the freaking corner. It was in the bathroom. Every single time... Time we talk about oh. one of these issues of yours. There's always it's a woman. Issue. You just know there's a. It helps you because there's a woman out there who's like, I can fix him. Oh my god, it's called reproductive. <laughs> no, not reproductive waste. That's like a whole other thing. Oh my god, I'll build a whole new daddy when I get in you. there. I'm gonna kill you, and I'm taking a plane. And I'm gonna go kill you, Marcus. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Welcome to the pool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the last podcast on the left, everyone. I am Ben, hanging out with the ghost of Henry and the ghost of Marcus, because this episode's three weeks in the future, and I have made true to my promise to me or dare. Um, thanks to all for being with us this week, and we want to send a special thank you to the Roundtable Facebook group. Yeah, I mean, uh, Facebook we haven't actually said did a something long good. Time. Yeah, um, but they they sponsored and uh, were able to. Um, finance a, a plaque at the St. Louis Bird Sanctuary for Bird Luger for Kevin Barnett, and it's really sweet and it's awesome. So thank you so much. Well, technically they did it two years ago and it just got placed, which is incredible. It's, it's out there now. It's absolutely. It, it really did uh, make us all emotional in a way yes. that I'm not comfortable. Yes, with. absolutely. And the thing that Kevin taught, and I was thinking, I was trying to reflect, and I said, "What did Kevin teach me that I continue to do today?" He treated everyone that he met. Any time in his life, he treated them with respect and dignity. Always. And whether it was a friend that you met at the first open mic, 
He would stay. He, really, he would stay your friend no matter what happened. Absolutely, you and, didn't even just mm-hmm. have a juicy butt. No, he didn't even be his friend. He liked you better if you had one. Well, you could. That's why he liked me so much because mm. of my Wisconsin German tush that was flat but yet large. Mm-hmm. So you know that's just something to remember when it comes to uh, the relationships you have in life. Make sure that you keep them because Kevin was just so good at that, and especially yeah. in this industry of ours, a lot of social climbers, a lot of people who talk to folks who can help them out, and then as mm-hmm. soon as they can't, they say you're dead to me he just wasn't like that he he never did that and he was a superstar in every sense of the word so thank you so much and treat people with respect just like kevin would all right a friendship is a garden (laughs) and sometimes you take a piss in it like you just did with me kissel sometimes spreads manure (laughs) on (laughs) the garden i'm actually truly upset i'm actually mad at both of you i'm actually now mad at both of you i can fix him I know his butt won't be like that when I'm done feeding I'm actually, I'm doing dry January. I'm eating really well. I'm trying to eat vegetables. That's great. That's great. Congratulations. And and honestly, with the lack of alcohol in your diet, but with the extra fibers in your diet, you might actually be a, to be honest, you you might just be a candidate for the uh, situation we're talking about today. All right. So what are we talking about today? Of course, the topic is spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you all. I can fix him. Don't. Can you stop? I don't need to be fixed. I take care of two dogs. I'll give him a baby. Shush. Spontaneous human combustion, called SHC to those in the know, is a highly debated <laughs> phenomenon in which a human bursts into flames Ooh. without any external source of ignition, almost always with fatal results. Now, SHC is not the type of fire you burst into like when you see like Yonsei on the Super Bowl and you go, Yon! <laughs> Like it's not that type of burst into energy. It's um you an all-consuming fire that starts in your torso and leaves only your feet and your hands. <laughs> well, that's not bad. That's why, just in case it happens, I always keep a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of marshmallow and a small stick to put them together with and a graham cracker. Just in case my friend becomes a bonfire, I want to have something to eat. And I would love to consume food off of your burning flesh, Henry. God, Polish smoked. <laughs> <laughs> How does it taste like sausage? It's a marshmallow. Mm. Now, skeptics say that most, if not all, of purported SHC cases are merely instances of investigators overlooking an obscure ignition source. But others maintain that spontaneous human combustion is a phenomenon that could happen to any of us. It's almost like they want us to think it. You know what I mean? Like, they want us to be so afraid of our own bodies that they're like, so that's why we're going to tell you what to do with them. With any luck, they should have just killed JFK this way. Just light him up. I mean, honestly, he was on enough pills. He was soaked with alcohol. He, he had the fucking. Uh, he wasn't fat enough. Well, the thing yeah. about SHC, yeah. you gotta honestly, be fat. You do. It's about be, you got to be a big person because that's where the fuel comes from. Oh, well, we'll get into that. We'll definitely mm. get into the I'm, fat fuel later. I can't wait honestly. to get into the fat fuel. But also, <laughs> can you imagine being a skeptic of this? Just someone. Whew, Burst into flame in front of you, and you're just like, eh. They probably had a faulty lighter. That's their job, it's like, though, or oh to be my bummers. God. Can you just please say, wow, holy shit, that guy became a star? Every fire marshal's <laughs> a fucking bummer because everything has to be why? rational well, and like, be able to skeptic? put on a form Not- because they go in there because you can't just say, the, de- the demon came through the Ouija board. Like, he doesn't want to <laughs> no, hear that shit. It doesn't have to be a demon from a Ouija board, but it also doesn't. Like, I just hate the idea that everything needs a skeptic. 
not everything needs a skeptic. Sometimes just let it let it be. Sometimes people okay. just blow up. Quiet miracle. It's just quiet. a, a yeah, spontaneous human combustion. A quiet miracle. Well, one believer actually said that SHC is not as rare as we might think. Ooh. Instead, he called it merely uncommon, hmm. citing one doctor from the 50s who said that he ran across a case of spontaneous human combustion about once every four years. All right. First it of all, comes around every leap year. I know I'm going to get some fat woman burst into flames every single time. I got to gotta do my fucking pageantry vote for the fucking quote unquote puppeteer in charge. Wow. I love Dr. Drunk on leap year. I this didn't sign nice. my driver's license, so I'm not a citizen of this country. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll definitely get into the skeptic's point of view on all this. But before we get to that, let's see what the SHC chapter from my Mysteries of Mind, Space, and Time collection had to say <laughs> about spontaneous human combustion. Oh, let me just open up your book really quick. Whoop! You're going to die a virgin? What the <laughs> hell chapter is this? Whoop! I'm going to close oh, that one. It is a 22-volume collection yeah. uh, that is full of quite a bit of interesting and esoteric knowledge. And it's okay. it's changed, because it used to be Mysteries of Mind, Space, and Time. That used to make you a virgin, but now, honestly, it's highly fuckable material. So it's like yeah. Encyclopedia... Especially to have the whole thing? It's like Encyclopedia <laughs> yeah. Britannica for, like, the Adams Family? Cool! Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, Kissel! Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I like All that. right. I got my mysteries of mind, space, and time collection right next to my collection of man, myth, and magic. So I got one hell of a fucking encyclopedia Britannica going <laughs> yeah. on over here. You got the library of like a goth girlfriend who's excited to thumb through. You know what I mean? Like I an idea it. of like a twenty-four-year-old covered in mesh. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> So according to Mysteries of Mind, Space, and Time, spontaneous human combustion is a phenomenon that occurred most frequently during the olden days, from the 1700s through the Victorian era, although the first recorded instance was hundreds of years previous. Hmm. A written account exists of a knight named Polonus Vorstius, who, in the 15th century, came home to enjoy a few glasses of strong wine with his family. Drink it, daughter, drink it! Hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. It was written that Suddenly, Polonus began to belch fire, then proceeded to burst into flames and burn to death right in front of his parents. Fuck wow. yeah, like fucking Gabriel Byrne from Hereditary, man. That's fucking rules. <laughs> and that wine went on to be Mad Dog 2020 Apple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. Love Mad Dog. Now, the Polonus story, as fantastical as it might seem, introduces an element that is common and almost essential to the majority of spontaneous human combustion cases. Alcohol. Whoa! Well, now we can look at this from at least a somewhat scientific point of view. But in the Victorian era, spontaneous human combustion was seen as the divine retribution of God visited upon drunken sinners. It was done by, in the temperist group, the, the, that, that whole society, during, in the middle of, especially Dickensian London, Lamos. they specifically <laughs> were trying to fight, the, like the temperance movement wanted to basically paint this idea that if you consume too much alcohol, that made you lay about. We no. come a lie about. Right. Then you also become human charcoal and you like randomly burst into flames. And it went so oh far my. that it actually got into a Charles Dickens novel yeah. that he wrote. And he actually, I forgot what was the name of the novel. I think it's Crooked House. 
Crooked Crookhouse. Ah, uh, yes, uh, I was Bleak thinking House. Crook. Bleak I was House. thinking Bleak yeah. House. It was yeah, Bleak House. Bleak House. That's what I was Mr. Yeah. Crook, I think, was Mr. the name Crook. of the character. Was one of the main characters, <laughs> But sure. also, in a weird example of t- the times <laughs> then reflecting now, was that he was actually accused by critics of spreading misinformation about spontaneous human combustion inside right. of like his novels. It was like well, the- I am doing Dry January, but I must defend something when it comes to booze. Most people spontaneously combust when they fall asleep smoking cigarettes. It seems to okay, be like, a common no one, threat. Very rarely is it just from the booze. However, there's another important factor that plays into most cases of spontaneous human combustion. Age. Oh. See, many of the people who die from suspected cases of spontaneous human combustion are of the elderly persuasion, or at least in their senior years, 60 and above. And many of those are also women. It's because what people don't know is that breasts are super flammable. Really? <laughs> Have you ever know. tried? Uh, to light mine up? I haven't yet. I mean, my breasts are just waiting to pop. <laughs> I can't wait to see you burst up. I'm getting my Snickers bar ready right now. Feel because how physically warm my breasts are right now. <laughs> a slightly melted Snickers bar is actually good. Put it in the microwave for four seconds. <laughs> what? It's, it's really like eating a log of shit. I like no, it in the cold. What does your shit taste like? Your shit tastes like a Snickers bar? It's the, it's, it, no, it's, it is the consistency of it. When you're just, are you, do you just then, squeeze it out of the then, fucking then, thing into your First of all, Marcus, oh, you enjoy good. British food. Unironically, you truly think yeah. it's the best food on earth. So you're out of this competition. <laughs> and you eat like the penises of whales. You eat food that should not have ever been killed because it was killed illegally. You mean a winner's food? <laughs> Top of the pyramid? Eat any part of that I want kind of food? Yeah, it's just warm. Yeah. Nugget? Nougat? Chocolate? Peanuts and caramel. Oh, if, you know, if that doesn't sound shit. good to you, you're it not a human being. It just tastes like shit. You, it you doesn't have taste like shit. But okay, Mr. Mouth. De Niro, how much shit have you eaten? <laughs> you say that Bobby? You saying that Bobby eats shit? There are some theories out there. <laughs> well, concerning the elderly women, take, for example, the case of the 62-year-old Countess Cornelia Bandy, died 1731. Not necessarily elderly, but she's about to get her, uh, you know, she's about to get the discount at the movie theater. Oh. According to a statement, the Countess was put to bed after supper and finally fell asleep after several hours of scintillating conversation with her maid. Tell me, maid. <laughs> Do you think if more lamp was alive, she would love me? <laughs> yes, I am your large male maid. Wouldn't it be yes. such a delight if yeah, every wh- time I went to sleep, yes. everything in the house came alive? A lot. started singing and dancing, you think that's what happens? Like a Walt Disney film. Okay. Yes. All right, now give me my sleep licks. Okay, yes. Uh, uh, uh. Are you done, ma'am? <laughs> no. <laughs> now go to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like a Snickers bar, man. <laughs> but according to an account published in Gentleman's Magazine, that Uh-oh. maid was met the next morning by a grisly scene. It said, quote, The floor of the chamber was thick smeared with a gluish moisture, not easily got off, and from the lower part of the window trickled down a greasy, loathsome, yellowish liquor with an unusual stink. Honestly, great descriptors. That was greasy, yellowish. They pay by the word. (laughs) Yuck. Well, the Gentleman's Magazine article went on to say that a pile of ashes were found four feet from the bed, and the only parts of the Countess Bandy left were her legs, 
feet, head, and three fingers. Cool. All the rest, it said, were ashes that, quote, left in the hand a greasy and stinking moisture. That's yeah, my re- name is Devin. I was her maid for a long time, and I have to say, ironically, those were her three favorite fingers. Uh, she always told me to use those fingers after I did the cleaning lick. <laughs> this is oh, disgusting. Man. I apologize you to did everyone. This. Um, that greasy and stinking moisture is called <laughs> rendered human fat. Yep. Oh, that's what that is, yeah. huh? Yeah. Okay. In fact, from what the article said, it appeared as if the countess's torso had disintegrated where she stood, and her uh, skull had simply dropped into the pile of ashes below. Fuck yeah! Wow. So she but was standing up as she combined. Is that the is that the common we'll uh, see. pose? We'll see. You. We'll see. Okay. Okay. But even more interesting than that was the fact that the bed where the fire had presumably started was unburnt, and oh. the room itself was almost totally undamaged. Besides, of course. The smell. Yeah, you got to get one of those old-fashioned Yankee candles in there. Honestly, <laughs> what kind of Yankee candle would be strong enough? You have the scent of human uh, skin burning, hair burning. Well, my favorite all Yankee of the candles. D- defecation that happens. My favorite Yankee candles are Dracar Noir, roast beef, and um, <laughs> peanut butter dog hair. <laughs> Anything that covers peanut butter dog. If someone knows what peanut butter dog hair smells like, you need to never have a dog again. And honestly, you're not allowed to buy peanut butter anymore. Isn't that weird? Another case, which actually has quite grisly photographic evidence that was published in every newspaper of the day upon its taking in 1966, involved 93-year-old Dr. J. Irving Bentley. Dr. J! Yeah. Cool, I love him. He could do the layups and the reverse dunks. That was before anybody could jump too high. Honestly, he was the first one that taught white people that jumping is possible. He was black. I know. That's why we he had taught to be- everyone else. Oh, Bob yeah, Cousy yeah. taught us how to dribble, and then Julius Irving was like, "But what if you just go and put it in there?" And then everyone's like, "What? What? No, no, Whoa. no!" I was about to say we should make the basket lower. <laughs> the basket should be on the ground. Exactly. And men should be allowed turns to throw the ball into the basket. That's why white people should never invent sport. That's why the common man shouldn't be allowed to trade stocks. I- Only us experts. <laughs> well, Dr. J's burnt remains were found in front of his toilet with his walker resting atop the ashes and the rubber tips of that walker conspicuously intact. Henry, did you see this picture? It's wild. The thing about SHC is the pictures are wild. Wow. We were watching this documentary last night and man, there's just like... It's so fucking metal. Yeah. I, I know it's it's horrible. You know, it's one of those things when you just see just like feet. You know, like <laughs> right. that's it. Everything else is gone. It's just feet there and then the chair is fine. It's cool. You know, I'm going to say as far as dying goes, we're all going to do it. I've heard. Huh. I read about Not it. Not me. It doesn't seem like the worst, although I don't know much information yet, so we'll learn together. But is it a quick death or a slow death? But if you're going to be like torn apart by a group of jackals, Crazy rabid wolves, or spontaneously combust. I don't know. Going away in a in a punch in a in a puff of smoke ain't that bad. It takes fucking a half an hour. Does it take a long time? At least they're saying that's the one thing. We'll we'll go into more of the scientific areas as it goes on. But it's like you smolder. If what they say is true, you smolder from the inside. Well, what about taking a quick ice bath then? No one's ever tried it. Okay. Honestly, I think one thing that could have fixed this whole thing is cleverly placed Nest tea bottles. Ooh, <laughs> yes. 
Well, from the pictures taken of Dr. J's burnt body, the only evidence that the pile of ashes had ever been a person at all was Dr. Bentley's leg. The fire had stopped just below one of the knee joints, and the leg lay in the hole left by the fire in the bathroom floor, as if the good doctor had just stood there while everything had burnt away, and the leg merely fell over once the fire had burned out. And the hole in the floor is also a common thing with SHC. And what that is, is again, human fat rendered down, pools on the floor, and then burns its way through the floor. (laughs) Yeah. Because the fat actually gets much hotter. It becomes like boiling, and it falls down, and then it just just eats away at shit. But that's like very common. And then when it eats away, it creates a vent of air that then shoots up and ignites the fire even more. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, officially, the story that the coroner went with concerning Dr. Bentley was that he was a careless smoker. Very careless. Because you could because <laughs> you could see small burns riddling his everyday clothing and his bedroom floor. He's one of those guys. Everyone had that. Everyone's been to that house. Oh, the, yeah. The problem is uh, he made himself the cigarette. <laughs> so he doused himself and then lit himself uh, aflame, you see. So that makes you a professional smoker. Yes. <laughs> Extrapolating from those small burns, the coroner surmised that Dr. Bentley had fallen asleep smoking, lit himself on fire, woke up, hobbled his 93-year-old ass to the bathroom on his walker so he could put himself out, and then collapsed in front of the toilet where most of his body burned away to crumbled ash. Honestly, he was able to beat cancer via cigarettes, but his body was still just like, sorry. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, we're going to light you on fire now. However, believers in spontaneous human combustion think that Bentley was merely on his way to the toilet for regular toilet activities when his body ignited. And it was there that he burned and died. I mean, it's technically... I don't know what a 93-year-old's regular toilet activity is. It's liquid shit. It's empty in the bag. I could just see... I mean, like, I know how this is how I'm going to die. It's just like... Okay, my flex is working. Better get my old Mrs. Browski. Better get yourself in your favorite chair. Oh, there we go. Up, up. (laughs) I could see it. You're going to light a fart and it's all all going to be over. Yeah, I could see that. Well, part of why believers of SHC have the stand in place theory is that from the evidence we have, people who die from suspected spontaneous human combustion cases very rarely move once the burning starts. I just feel like I'd get the fucking case of the zoomies if I was on fire. You know what I mean? I feel like if I was on fire, I would start to feel like it hurts a lot. So maybe you don't want to move. If you're on fire from the outside in, yes, but if you're on fire from the inside out, maybe not. There's almost never a trail of like singed carpet, burnt clothing, or anything else that one might expect. Sometimes, in fact, people will burst into flames and burn on a bed, but the bed and the sheets are merely singed, again, as if the body is burning from the inside out. That's just shit that's really weird. That's just shit that is, but I also know clothes were more flammable. Yeah. Back in the day, also, there's like a thing that that's like maybe a common thread, but it's very strange to see just a fucking burnt ass skeleton yeah. with feet on a bed that is unburnt with just everything else. Just like a, just, it's just kind of the ceiling is stained directly above it. It's wild looking. I mean, it's a great day for whoever sold them those sheets just to be like, hey, they don't burn when your grandpa explodes himself. Have you seen those, <laughs> those, those new nice. Brooklyn and commercials? <laughs> These are very, very strong sheets. Have I told you about my pillow? <laughs> Sometimes, though, spontaneous human combustion has been mistaken for murder. 
Such was the case of Jean Mallet, an innkeeper accused of having an affair with a pretty servant girl, then murdering and burning his wife in 1725 so he could continue the affair. Mm. The wife, who was an exceptionally heavy drinker, was found one morning about a foot away from the kitchen stove, burnt to death, and it was quickly surmised that her husband had killed her and tried to burn the evidence at the scene of the crime. Hmm. However, the straw bed next to her was unburnt, as were the nearby wooden kitchen implements. All that was left of Mrs. Millette was part of the head and a few vertebrae, and so Jean was arrested for murder. Hmm. And Millette might have swung if not for the intervention of a traveling doctor named Claude Lacat. Oh, isn't that nice? He found himself his own Alan Dershowitz to, just, <laughs> to lie for him. Isn't that great? Man, your entire existence depends on a man named Mr. Lacat. It's Mr. The Cat. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I'm American now. That's fun. <laughs> Lacat. <laughs> I just, the problem is I just did that whole cat character for Dolfo Constanzo, so you can't do another cat character. Le Cat convinced the court that this was no ordinary fire. And since this was 1725, his expert opinion was that this was a visitation from God oh. and an obvious result of soaking one's innards with spirits. Yeah, sure. And the, and the judge said... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let him go. Yeah, seven- that sounds great, Mr. Cats. The 17th century. <laughs> you're lucky I hate dogs. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm happy your name isn't Judge La Dog because that would have been rough for <laughs> That would have been rough, rough, rough truly rough. rough. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, I want to combust right now. Can I please burst into God, flames? the flames you'd make that stinky, stinky fire from those would guts. Would you please, Henry? I think that my flames would smell wonderful. I know that when I burn him, he will <sighs> smell like the finest cologne. Why did you make me marry to the like someone who I, I don't? You know wanna... you're gonna get married to a woman that looks just like me, no beard, just like <laughs> clinging to your leg, being like, "Oh, Ben, get the milk for me. It's up too high." I think you greatly <laughs> underestimate how much I physically despise your form. <laughs> no, I will not be. Well, going off of the theories of Claude Lacat, who soon extrapolated those theories into a book about SHC. Man, this shit has been going on since the beginning of time. Men who shilled bullshit and then just to sell the book that they just shilled on. Is it safe to say SHC was the the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit version for the 1700? Yeah. But going off of his theory, the alcohol theory became an accepted cause for this bizarre phenomenon, or at least a contributing factor. In fact, one quote-unquote scientist claimed that people ignited from within when internal gases and intestinal waste combined with alcohol in great quantities over a period of time. When you get filled with thoughts and shit, you pull beer on it, sometimes you explode. That's just a fucking law. That's just a strong shot of it. I don't know why we got the cursing scientist up here on the stand, but yes, that's fine. It checks out. But spontaneous human combustion didn't just happen to drunkards. In 1789, a priest named Father Bertholi was lodging with his brother-in-law and had been left alone in his room for just a few minutes with his prayer book. And oh, I know, know one thing about priests. They don't drink at all. No. <laughs> sober, sober as the wind. <laughs> it's the only thing that keeps them all the molesting. I could work the other way, too. Hmm. Yeah. I would I would imagine that the alcohol would probably lead to the molestation. Yeah, I could. You know, sometimes though, what I've discovered about quarantine is that booze just makes my own brain fun enough to just sit there. Yeah, that's also <laughs> true. Before long, though, the priest's family members heard screaming, 
And when they came running, they found the priest on the floor, surrounded by a pale flame. Fuck yeah, dude, there's a fucking devil. Yeah, get your <laughs> motherfucker. Cool. Yeah. Although the priest was prevented from burning through, he still died. And the skin on his torso was detached from the flesh and hung in shreds. Oh, cool. it's a, you know, I'm starting to think it's not the most fun way to die. No, it's very bad. <laughs> yeah, you don't want... Fi- no fire death is good. No, no, no. You don't want to have a confetti death. You don't want to look like the ultimate warrior when he was wearing his armbands. The tassels. But it's, yeah. The tassels, yeah. but it's just your human flesh hanging off of you. That's I, not cool. I never want someone to see my dead body and someone says, oh, is this some Pernell? This oh, is no, nice. this wow. is wow. a human body. I thought this was... Mm, chicharron. <laughs> but the priest screaming is an anomaly. Some are found as if they sat calmly through the entire ordeal. In 1960, five charred bodies were found in a burned-out car near Pikeville, Kentucky. As the coroner wrote, they were sitting as though they'd just gotten into the car and burst into flames. And with all that heat, you'd think there'd be at least a little struggle. Yeah. But according to the report... No signs of struggle were present. Although this one very much sounds like five people were just murdered, then sat in a car and set on fire to destroy Yeah, yeah, I'd say that, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That's also a possible explanation for that one. Okay, that one seems like that could check out too, yeah. Yeah. Another near-universal characteristic of spontaneous human combustion is the extreme heat which is involved. See, under normal circumstances, it is actually very difficult to set a person on fire without an accelerant because Hmm. we are, after all, mostly water. Yeah, that's how I tried to get it over several times that I was fired, where I just say, being like, you can't fire water. You can't I'm fire 70% water. I'm 70% water. And you're so 70%. you're just fire. Oh, you're firing water now. You're going to fire what gives life. You're going to fire me that I give you life. I'm water. I'm water. <laughs> yeah. All right. Makes sense. <laughs> what are you, Walter Stavenhagen? Oh. <laughs> But the reduction of a body into a pile of calcified ashes, which is what happens with most suspected cases of spontaneous human combustion that have full photographic evidence, requires enormous amounts of heat, usually maintained for hours. Okay, so it literally is a very specific way to burn to death it is like so they know so they can be like it's not obvious no accelerant was used he didn't fall asleep with those with the cigarette they know no matter what whether it be spontaneous human combustion or something else but this is very very specific whatever shc is it is at least the most interesting i'm gonna say use the word interesting outliers in home fires that, that that exist they are so strange and very idiosyncratic and it's it huh. is wild the energy in the in the fire yeah yeah well, in fact cremation itself is not just burning the body until everything turns to powder the body is put into a cremation chamber which burns at about 2000 degrees fahrenheit for anywhere from an hour and a half to three hours Essentially, this just burns away the flesh. Then the ample bony remains left are ground up using either mallets, rollers, or heavy blocks. Or like mortar and pestle. Yeah, if you're making like a pesto or something with it, you want to get one of those mortar and (laughs) pestle. Sure, sure. Yeah, you want to make sure to clean it out really, really well before you make guac Mm -hmm. for the family, though, because (laughs) that'll make it kind of disgusting. Or the remains are processed using specialized equipment like the patented remains processor built by Fire Lake Manufacturing, which is a somewhat disturbing and simultaneously fucking sick name for a company that makes incinerators and incinerator accessories. Can you guys take my bones, muddle them up, and then form them into my tombstone? Yes. 
All right, huh. cool. Let's do that. It's we, already done. We absolutely Bone can. stone. Do do you, would you like us to make uh, necklaces and rings and such out of your remains that we can wear around and show to Jangle people? Jangle them? No, I still em. got you. you. Guys are still going to be my friends. I can't have a bunch of those kind of friends. <laughs> you guys, you guys don't do that. I don't know. I, I you don't do the human equivalent of the of the shell necklace. It was very popular in Wisconsin in the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, I remember yeah, the puka yeah. shell necklace. Oh, oh, that yeah. was that was a worldwide phenomenon for some reason. <laughs> also very also very popular in Texas as okay. well. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. Everyone who shopped at Pack. Son had four of those. And honestly, Dave Matthews' band does have some good music. I'm going to stand up for uh, them. Okay, well, All right. you know, I mean, I'm monkey, sure. You jumping could say, monkey. Yeah, I, uh, not that one. <laughs> That's what he said. Nope. Satellite. That's yeah. fine. That's fine if you're trying to date a 20-year-old at a bayou, I guess. You can yeah. listen to Satellite all night. <laughs> satellite. Uh, but actually, it's kind of sad if you think about how our space is just filled with human garbage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's and actually what is a commentary on. Yeah. yeah, and dead animals, dead monkeys, dead dogs. A lot of them up there. And a lot of oh. a lot of Russian dudes up there are dead in space too. Yeah, they mm-hmm. a lot of those guys. That I died. saw a picture of our atmosphere in the 1960s versus now, and we really got we got to start cleaning it up out there. We yeah. need a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, we need we some do. kind of space vacuum. <laughs> I think there is one up there. But the point here is ah. that for bones to essentially crumble into ash, as they do with suspected spontaneous human combustion cases, it takes a sustained heat of about 3,000 degrees. And from accounts, some of the bodies burn for a relatively short period of time, not the two or three hours that it usually takes. I eat too much! I drink too much! <laughs> no! Too no, much! We're done! No, okay. The DMB is too out much. of the conversation. It's done. Okay. I will say at the very, that was a fun video. It's that, that's that was a good too much was a fun I video. Too much. That is one I of the better. Drink too much. Too much. That is the only very good. I mean, Spotify, we can play that. We'll play that song now in its entirety right now. Are we ready? I don't think you want me to do it? No, we'll play with Spotify. We can just play the song. I don't know if we need to lose the audience right now. Another fascinating aspect of this is that while the bodies obviously burn hot, there's also an extreme confinement of the heat. Sometimes, but not always, victims of spontaneous human combustion are found lying in unscorched beds or sitting on slightly singed chairs. It's just such so a fucking weird. Soundgarden like music video image yeah. of like just someone just sitting in a mm-hmm. Blazy Boy just Black burning. You know what I mean? It's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, like a fucking Pink Floyd album cover. Yeah, dog. Yeah. It yeah. really is freaking awesome. But uh, maybe we'll get into it. But why doesn't anything else around it catch on fire? Well, sometimes it does, but mo- I mean, most of the time there is evidence of fire, but it's still like highly localized. I mean, huh. often the floor underneath is burned, as is the ceiling above, because the reason why nothing is really burned around it is because fire burns vertically. Fire burn never cl- burns horizontally. Bur- what I learned from the video I watched yesterday <laughs> is that fires burn in columns and V's. So yeah. f- oh. fires, you could the way they tell the way fires burn is these natural V shapes that are shown in the fire marks. And the one common thing about spontaneous human combustion is that it's a very narrow column of flame. That so why doesn't just- everyone just build their houses horizontal? Because we're not Dutch, all right? I like room, all right? I got to go places. Well, for example, Mary Reeser, 67 years old and a resident of St. Petersburg, Florida. What's going on, OJ? Oh, St. Petersburg, (laughs) where Henry and Natalie... Got married and it was a beautiful night. It was and so Kevin nice. And I, we met we met Charlie Chris there. Yeah, and yeah. that woman burned alive there. 
<laughs> well, that woman was reduced to ashes in a pillar of fire on July 1st, 1951. Oh. The overstuffed chair in which she died was burned to the springs, and there was a patch of soot on the ceiling above. However, the pile of papers nearby was entirely unaffected, despite the intense heat needed to reduce her to ashes. Wow. Dr. Wilton Krogman, a forensic scientist who specialized in fire deaths, investigated the scene and said that he could not conceive of such a complete cremation without burning down the apartment itself. And don't think I don't fantasize about it. How I wish every single fire encompassed every building that ever was. And finally, we can get back to the simplicity of the indigenous people. Well, that's kind of kind of an aggressive, angry doctor. I'll tell you, I'm another doctor, and I'll tell you something. Everywhere I go is a six-feet cube of freedom. Yeah, I am You're talking about the grave. You want to go to the grave. No, no, no. That's when it's under the ground. Oh. When I'm above ground, I'm president of my own little world here, right? Indeed, you're definitely hammered, I'll tell you that, Doc. I made an executive order to drink whiskey this morning. <laughs> Well, Dr. Krogman further went on to say that if he were living in the Middle Ages and he saw such a scene, he'd mutter something about black magic. I do love that he addresses the fact that he would be part of the problem. I like that, where he would be like, I would have burned three witches. I call them bitches uh, because of the black magic. Yeah. yeah, if I saw this, even honestly, even 10 years ago, I'd crucify as many women as with, with fucking bush hair that I could find. Anyway, just letting you know, because the rules have changed, I won't do that. But I would do that I if like I could do saying, that. I like what you're saying, doctor. I like what you're saying. That's if why I, I said, let's sign an executive order right now. We're going, we're opening up Six Flags, and we're going, <laughs> I ain't. I don't care about the flu. I love it. I'll light a match and I'll kill a woman. I'll fight. If I see a fire, I'll kill a woman. Dr. I'll call Krogman, her a witch. And I'll... Dr. Krogman, you just became secretary of the interior of my six-feet cube of freedom. This is incredible. <laughs> As far as the police went, they entertained every idea from something called an atomic pill to murder by flamethrower. <laughs> you have what to make somebody upset in your quilt group for them to yeah. show up with a flamethrower and set you on fire. Absolutely. Great day to be a detective, though, because if those are your two options, no matter yeah. what happens with the case, it's going to be really fun. Everyone's yeah. going to talk yeah. to you and ask you questions. You're going to get access to a flamethrower. So cool. You get At to test point. it. Yeah. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. 
I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow. I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, Dr. Krogman postulated that Mrs. Reeser may have been burned elsewhere by someone with access to crematorium-type equipment, and the remains were carried back to her apartment, where the special effects wizards in charge of the scene made it look as if she burned to death in her chair. That was the most logical conclusion he could come to. You really thought that this was all going to be done by fucking Rick Baker? It could be, (laughs) and if somebody did do that as a special effects artist, as horror fans... Cool. Do do a little year, do a couple of years in prison, but yeah. then come back and <laughs> make, make some the movies. thing and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but should it be that spontaneous human combustion was the case here, it seemed as if Mrs. Reeser did not put up any struggle whatsoever, as if, in the words of Charles Fort, she had been quote lulled into the wings of a vampire. Whoa, my panties just got wet. Yeah, that was a doctor's (laughs) quote? No, that was Charles Fort's quote. Yeah. Oh, okay. Created the term Fortian. He was the first collector of all things weird and interesting. Charles Fort is the the grandpappy of all of our favorite bullshit, and we should Mm -hmm. probably do a series on him. I love thinking of pappies. Yeah, we should. Yeah, he wrote uh, The Book of the Damned. Whoa. Yeah. Now, Charles Fort wrote extensively about spontaneous human combustion and even told of one tale in which there was an actual witness to the phenomenon who saved the possible victim from burning. In the winter of 1904, at Binbrook Farm near Grimsby in England, an employer... Where they got a cartoon bear as fucking mayor and everybody pays everybody marmalade sandwiches or some shit. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) 
Everyone has a bicycle, but there's only one wheel. It's a unicycle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a unicycle community. Sure. Well, there, an employer came into his kitchen to see a young servant girl calmly sweeping, entirely unaware that the back of her dress was, at that moment, on fire. Whoa, that's like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It is a little <laughs> bit. Or Mrs. Doubtfire when he has hot the flashes. The, the, the boobies. The girl, who was completely oblivious to what was happening until her employer tackled her and smothered the flames with wet sacks, was terribly burned and had been on fire for some time, apparently without noticing. I'm too immature for you to say the words wet sack. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I just pictured him like doing the halo thing. Yeah, with sure, the, yeah, like, teabagging her. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He got his, yeah, he got his it nutsack is all wet, and then he did that, so. Yeah, mm. it's just how That was where raised. my mind went. It's then. how we're yeah. raised. Yeah. I blame America. <laughs> Sorry about I that. I blame the public education system. Yeah. I understand what he was actually trying to say. It wasn't testicles. It was a Yeah, it wasn't testicles. Yeah, you understood it on a on a very, on a very on a, on a, a, a conscious level. But then but I yet, got it. Yeah. My gym yet. teacher taught math yeah. and science in my school. Well, I also saw him like bringing in all the other caterers and be like, Take your balls out, boys. Dip them in the water. We need to not sack this woman. And, yeah, you, make a, uh, and, you make a joke, but my football coach was also my science teacher all throughout <laughs> high school. Uh, and uh, the girls volleyball and the girls coach was the history teacher for a brief period of time. And my history teacher actually taught dating to several uh, classes, which is really interesting. I didn't know they were teaching them dating and lifestyle tips. So. No, that usually... was the next school over. The, over at Roll, they did that whole thing where the coach ended up marrying one of his uh, students. Yeah, we had, everyone was cool with it. Everyone was cool with it because they waited, one of those. Everyone was cool with it because they waited until she was 18 to tell everyone about it. That's so yeah, cool. we had one of those. I think because you could be still married. Because you could do everything over the clothes, and then when you get to 18, then you can put the tip in, and then everybody <laughs> applauds you for being super legal. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, they, and Roll they had the route. fucking temerity to call us low class. Wow. I can't believe I mean, You can use the word like temerity. There's nothing low class about that whatsoever. Use valedictory. That's right. That's, well, yeah. uh, that's because the football coach, it was a lateral move for him to be the science teacher. Usually, football coaches are the are, are the are, are the um, what do you gym teacher? What do you yeah. call that? PR? What do you call those? Yeah, PR. <laughs> yes, exactly. I haven't been in school in a public long time. recreation. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I mean to be the science teacher. What did he teach you? What was one thing that he taught you that was totally wrong? Uh, oh, I don't know if he really taught me much at all. Yeah, uh, I just I remember, remember the he word. Did, I remember he did get really. I remember he did get really excited one day teaching friction using a big metal pole uh, and a rag and making it look like he was jerking it off and he was like giggling to himself. <laughs> and in front that's of the whole why <laughs> you were valedictorian because he made learning fun. He did. No, I, I, Coach Forin, he was also my driving instructor. I used what? To, he used to make, yeah, he used to make, but he would make me drive him to uh, track meets all around uh, town, and that's how I got my driving credits. He was also your family doctor, and he was the mayor. So <laughs> he, Coach, like, Coach Forin was fucking great. He was the best football coach we ever had. How don't you have hooves? That's all I want to know. I, I just don't. Your childhood is just so wonderfully magical. Now, as far as explanations for spontaneous human combustion go, there's a lot of speculation, but no definitive cause. On the believer side, some think that it's an invisible force, because after all, we can have our insides cooked by extreme radiation or microwaves, but we can't see radiation or microwaves. Unless you got your cool glasses on. Yeah, unless you got the cool <laughs> microwave glasses. Reminds me of Unit 731. Them just turning up the uh, what the pressure until you crap out your intestines. And yeah, yeah well, I think about it a lot. I it's come about, up a lot recently. I think about it too yeah. much. Yeah, that, yeah, 
whatever that little footage was that we saw. I know it was the man behind the sun. Yes, the movie. Man, that one sticks with you. But they used real corpses in it. Ah, that's what it was. Okay. One writer named Larry Arnold wrote in his book, A Blaze! A Blaze! What? (laughs) (laughs) That the main culprit of SHC was a theoretical subatomic particle that he dubbed the Pyrotron. Just remember that Larry Arnold is, the only way I describe him is that he looks like a wrestler's manager. I love it. And he is a, um, he's an independent researcher. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then I that's mean, as far as it goes. Yeah, not I a scientist that. per se. Not really a whole lot of credits for Larry Arnold, but no, he's but read a lot of stuff and he's got a lot of opinions. The py- the Pyrotron also was my favorite ride in Ep- Epcot. Absolutely, <laughs> it sounds like it's uh, it sounds like a, a something that the Flaming Lips would be like. And now for the Pyrotron, and then they sing. Do you realize? And then your brain is fucking on mushrooms, balls, and then you're, you're like beaming, dude. <laughs> yeah, and then you look at your big, huge body with all the deep vein thrombosis, and you're like, I am beautiful, which is an obvious <laughs> lie. I love it. Well, Larry Arnold proposed that the Py- Pyrotron was usually harmless, but when it passed through a body with a highly increased blood alcohol content, the conditions for spontaneous human combustion are met. Sure. UK writer Michael Harrison made the terrifying suggestion that SHC is just another form of poltergeist. Oh, and, cool. And along that track, others think that spontaneous human combustion is a form of psychic suicide. Psychic suicide? You're the only way I'm going with you, girl. Psychic suicide? Yeah, Say what you a- want about pre-science, you know, the, the pre-science world. It was much more fun. Pre-science world, this fucking theory is from 1996. (laughs) Pre-science. We didn't even have stem cells then. (laughs) But they think it's psychic suicide. The person simply wills themselves into death by flame. In 1996, they're like legitimately- it's psychic suicide. They are still saying today that it's psychic suicide. They are. I'm just not- I'm not going to listen to someone who likes- Someone who likes Johnny Depp's later work. You know, someone who's the number one Hollywood vampire fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to them. Now, this is definitely like the opinion of like the darkest dude in Sedona, Arizona. It's cool, though. I do love this idea because also this, there is another side shoot idea that it can possibly some people might also like psychic suicide. It might be that it's not just that they willed themselves to explode. It was that maybe also they're accidentally tuned into their own pyrokinetic abilities. And yeah. one of those things, because they said the one big thing that can happen here is pronic imbalance, right? <laughs> or like the idea that your inner energy so you is too mishy-moshities, so you explode. Is but some people- This is just humors. This is just, oh, his humors are out of balance. We need to bleed him for three days. Like, it's just- well, this, might it's, need to, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> some people can control their prana so much. I saw this one little Asian guy, he set a thing on fire with his hands. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it looked like it. X Men. That was the that was the fat kid from X Men in the most recent one, where he has the fire ability. This is a new fat kid. Yeah. New fat kid, huh? Well, I guess it actually would make sense then. That it would be a chubbier person that has the fire power. Get all the flu. Yeah. Get all. Why the fuel. does that make? Why does that make sense? Because of the lard. <laughs> because the, we just said that how yeah. fat yeah. burns. Yeah, but yeah. honestly, it also shows that chubby people really are super hot. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they are, yeah, they. What do you they, fucking want from me? They are. <laughs> yes, everyone. Everyone has always said that when it comes to the fir- perfect physical. Look physique, at me. It is yours. I'm cute now. <laughs> this is. I'm a cute. I'm cute. Yeah. I'm a boy with an eye. That's the nice thing about wives. They lie to you. 
They have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, others still think that it's a number of extreme factors that have to come together all at once. The chain theory. Okay. In one issue of the Fortean Journal Pursuit, a writer noticed that a significant number of spontaneous human combustion cases occurred at peaks of geomagnetic flux. Okay, I'm hearing you. I'm getting it. I'm All hearing right, you. Follow me, follow me through here. Follow, <laughs> okay. follow me yeah, on sure, this road. Sure, sure, sure. No, teach me, teach me. <laughs> See, global averages of daily geomagnetic figures have been made available to astronomers and geophysicists for years. Sure. And the writer oh. of this article discovered that days of high geomagnetic activity coincided with instances of spontaneous spontaneous human combustion. I'm, How did so, I know th- I'm How- so happy we're finally talking about the subject that I care about, which is high <laughs> geomagnetic, magnetic, uh, whatever. Yeah, you've been begging at this yeah. on the show for so long, and nothing it just fucking screams cool guy more than a, a theory that involves spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's indeed. More gra- I mean, it's graphs. It's a lot of graphs. Charts, mostly. A lot of charts. And charts don't make them themselves. No, no. they don't. No, they now, of don't. course... It, now, of course, it isn't only geomagnetic fluctuations that cause spontaneous human combustion, because otherwise people would just be bursting into flames on a weekly fucking basis, which would be terrifying. Can you imagine if we lived in a world where, like, one, like you'd have, like, a fire, like, got, like, a fire forecast, where, like, on Thursday, at least 30,000 people will burst into flames. I so be ready for it. Fucking get my visor, dude. Get my lawn chair, <laughs> put it out on the front of the, on the street, and just, like, look around. Just being yep. like, which one are you, you going know what to I barbecue today? I would get a super soaker in one of those really big ones with the backpack, fill it full of gas, and then I would spray it on people, and I'd try to connect them with the fire so then you could like connect the fire people i mean they're all gonna be dead but honestly it'd be good but also this is the one time you without towels completely soaking wet in your clothes when you totally, leave the totally shower fine. you're <laughs> the safest man who's ever been it might actually become like a fashionable thing to do to be just sopping wet absolutely all day absolutely but what this suggests is that spontaneous human combustion might be a result of a complex chain of events and geomagnetic activity is just a part of it okay as far as the ignition agent goes, those same people suggest that perhaps the old unexplained phenomena known as ball lightning is the ultimate culprit that lights the fuse. Do you think that, where's ball lightning's defense attorney? Because ball lightning is blamed for so much shit. Yeah. People are always like, if they, fight, like once they get to it, it's either, it comes down to, Ball lightning. That's they yeah. just say the word uh, ball lightning. Okay. No one's ever. They don't really see. I've seen evidence of ball lightning. It's lightning. It uh-huh. is just lightning. Is it's it just, in the form of a ball. No, or? it's just lightning. Okay. They just say ball lightning. It's like another thing saying like, oh, this is a what this is is a spontaneous creation of plasma, and yeah. you're just saying shit. Yeah. Well, there was a different time. Everyone liked lightning. There was like grease lightning. Like everyone liked lightning back in the grease day. lightning is actually a much better like term for it because every time when the when the grease lightning yeah, come through, it leaves all the puddles of grease. Mm. <laughs> well, one study in 1969 postulated that ball lightning, in some cases, could manifest short radio waves of the kind used in microwave ovens, and these waves essentially cook the person from the inside out until they burst into flames like so much baked potato. Mm. Would they? Okay, so let's say they don't get to the flame part. Would they still? Are they dead by the time they burst into well, physical flames? Yeah, there was that. Seems- cr- there was that priest. Remember that priest earlier? Well, and there's another right. story I was listening to, and one of the documentaries I watched had a story of a witness who saw his sister-in-law, who he said was medically, um, mentally handicapped, is what he said. Okay, and she said that in the uh, living room, she went to him, literally said, 
my tummy hurts and then and then started no. throwing up flames. Like Whoa. literally like shot flames out of her mouth. This is his whole thing. And she was like, and the roaring of the flames. It was like being next to a radiator. And you watch her and she's going, oh, give her some ice. <laughs> and Throw they, something they, on her. They got her fucking, they got bottles of water and just, just started throwing water all over her, right? And she's just like, oh, oh, <laughs> flame shooting out of her fucking mouth. And then they <laughs> managed to stop the fire, but then she, she died. Well, that yeah. is just one of the strangest Dasani commercials I have ever seen. But honestly, <laughs> wow. it made me thirsty. I think Fiji water would have saved your life. All right, well, let's start. Let's go through a chain of events in which spontaneous human combustion might occur. Okay. First, sunspot activity has to be high, although I could not figure out anyone who could explain to me why sunspot activity has to be high. Geomagnetic flux. You're going to want that to be high. Geomagnetic yeah. flux was because okay, when so the, the sun, sun belches. So the sunspot activity causes the geomagnetic storm? Yes. You're gonna uh, want that you're gonna want that geometric activity to be high near a sunspot. And we got here, this doctor knows exactly what <laughs> yeah. we're talking about. He also explained to me you don't need to pay your tickets because honestly, t- cops are, are part of a separate corporation. Yeah. America's a corporation. Right. I've been listening to a lot to these doctors and they've taught me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, now when the sunspot activity comes in, and now that I know that causes the geomagnetic storm, that's followed by ball lightning, which shoots a cosmic ray of low frequency energy into the body of the victim and the victim. Victim goes poof. Ball lightning. <laughs> Very cool. What a way to make it just so like. There's something about these theories that make the victims of spontaneous human combustion must feel so special. No, because I don't the think whole, they feel special. The whole universe, like the sun had a fart, <laughs> ball lightnings had to show up, and you literally, and it all was just so you would burst into flames. How nice is that? Yeah. Well, these explanations, however, are most likely not the cause of spontaneous human combustion. Well, if, then what have, what have we been doing here? I, well, I'm, <laughs> well, these are the fantasy reasons. They're not fantasy reasons. These are if you believe that spontaneous human combustion is a thing. This yeah. is like well, how they're trying to figure it out. Because, well, I thought it was a thing. The whole episode is about it. Well, there's a lot of people that say it's not a thing at all. Yeah. And actually, the, the hardest part of this whole thing is spelling spontaneous. Because <laughs> that was for me. <laughs> no, it is hard. E U I. Or like, what? what I don't what know. Kind of I don't know. There's a bunch this? of letters in there. Yeah, it's crazy. Boy, Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day. Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST20 
24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. And Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly. You know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right, I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right, my job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Well, let's now get into the skeptics' questions and explanations for SHC. Ugh. I, I, well, they're pretty... Right. Okay. We got to learn. Let me, oh, yeah, we we got to learn. What the skeptics say. 
Well, first, if spontaneous human combustion is a real thing, then why, out of the 7 billion people on Earth, does it not happen more often? And why does it never happen in public? Or in the middle of the day? Or on public transit? Or while someone's just sitting in the office? It's because everybody's addicted to their phones. Yeah, and it's because... (laughs) Because not everybody's mother had sex with the candelabra from Beauty and the Beast. That your father has to be wax. A woman can have sex with a candle, if you, if you, especially if you like the other side. Well, yeah. of course you can. Furthermore, why does it only occur in humans? Let's just take, for example, chickens. Okay. There are 23.7 billion chickens on Earth. Damn. There are. <laughs> yes. I that is a up. scare. We got to start killing these chickens. Are we killing They're it enough? Rise up? <laughs> okay. And yet, I've never seen a chicken burst into flames, nor have I ever heard of someone saying that a chicken spontaneously burst into flames. Huh? I haven't or heard cows, of for that recipe. matter. We got a lot of cows. It would be delicious. We got a lot of birds. We got a lot of everything. But they don't. It. But they don't. They, they don't consume alcohol. See, chickens uh-huh. can't drink beer. <laughs> Although, if you do see yeah. a chicken drinking a beer, you take keep a picture it. and That's, send it. Please. That's not true. That That's bit. not true. Some what? monkeys eat fermented fruit from the floors of uh, jungles in order to get drunk. Yeah, but so do they, we know? But we don't know. Maybe a monkey in the jungle has ra- randomly exploded. We don't know. Obviously, yeah, and we don't know the we don't know like the molecules in, that makes the Bud Light Lime Lime. Right? Like, we don't know we what don't those know. do to a person. <laughs> also, if you could transport me, maybe it'll become extremely violent. But I'd love to get drunk in the forest with a bunch of monkeys and gorillas and just hang out. Oh, they're so that fun. really fucking dangerous. It could be dangerous. <laughs> well, it depends. Do they get nicer or do they get meaner? I think I just I, I just don't think know. they become more monkey like. Yeah, it could be fun though. As far as the human victims of suspected cases of spontaneous human combustion go, there are quite a few shared factors that might go a ways towards explaining it. Many victims are of low mobility due to advanced age or obesity, which Mm. means that moving once they catch on fire wasn't always the easiest thing. To me, that was because at first I truly did think when I was looking at these pictures, like why weren't they running around? But I could just, I mean, this is. Literally the worst thing you can think of. You're 90 right. years old. You can barely move. You're like overweight. You are, you are, you have mobility problems. You can't go. You begin to catch on fire. Oof. You then, cause the thing is panic sets in, right? You're on fire. Yeah. You can't like. You, and you, Donahue is on and you want to know what the, what's it going to, how it's going to end. What's in the vault? Yeah. What's in the vault? And there was you, a roll though. Oh, yeah. You are on fire and they struggle to get up. And then I wonder if you're in so much pain and then immediately in Sconce and flames, and you kind of just being like, I guess we're just going to ride this out. I guess you just do mm-hmm. it. What, else, what other choice do you have? Well, furthermore, most of them were smokers, which means that they might have been in the middle of a tasty cigarette when they were suddenly struck down by a heart attack. Then the cigarette lights the fire that consumes him. And that's what brings us to the Wick Theory. The Wick Theory, um, because it's all about how uh, it starts with you accidentally kill another man's dog. (gasps) Do not (laughs) do that to John Wick. He will kill everybody. You don't know that that dog belonged to one of the most premier, handsome (sighs) assassins that's ever lived. And he comes to your house and he burns you with a flamethrower. By the end of John Wick 3, I did actually, for the first time, have one thought where it's like, You've killed hundreds of people. Maybe get another dog. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, it's like it was a great dog. I love that dog. It was a gift from the girlfriend who passed away. Have you thought maybe about running for office and helping to solve the situation from the inside out? From the inside. (laughs) But at some point, it was just like, you have killed a lot of people for that dog. But But again, don't kill a man's dog. But this turns... 
This is comes from a term that I was started reading about, which is called this concept of fat wick burns. So it's what yeah. they now call. That's like the common so the term <laughs> for. <laughs> but the idea of SHC is this thing. It's this type of phenomena, which is actually very complicated. Well, yeah. I don't know. Just check your. Where you check it out? Check your butt for wicks. I don't know. What You'll do you, see. Where, okay. You'll see what this is. Well, in this theory. A small external flame, like a burning cigarette, chars the clothing of the victim and splits the skin, releasing subcutaneous fat. That is, in turn, absorbed into the burning clothing, which acts like a wick. Because usually the human body has enough energy stored in fat to fully combust the body. And the fat continues to feed the fire, just as candle wax feeds a candle wick. And this is actually the reason why the feet and hands don't burn because the extremities typically have far less fat and the extremities don't necessarily when you're home have clothes on them Mm. so one of the main factors is the clothes on the body help yeah i also need to point out that henry's reaction when you mentioned how the fat was melting and all that stuff he sounded just like homer staring at a pork chop you said (laughs) and then you made a guttural voice it really is hard to not i just think about it because all this is human fat we're talking about human combustion we're talking about smoking so much meat yeah i know because we smell like pork and technically that's what they said it's like when the human body roasts like they talk about this like you Mm. get kind of you do smell the meat the meat smells good yeah, it smells oh. like pork. It smells like big old pig roast. <laughs> I don't God. think so. There's so many wires. You all both like the pig roast more than me. I can't be looking at the thing's eyes. I'll fucking suck out its eyeballs, man. Ugh, I know. I think you did. <laughs> well, this could also explain why so many cases occurred in olden times, when open flames in one's household were far more common than what we have today. And, and of course, in the 20th century, the most common open flame in the house was a cigarette. And as far as how the bones burn and crumble as they do, many of the suspected victims of spontaneous human combustion are elderly women. And one of the most common diseases in that demographic is osteoporosis, which makes the bones brittle and weak. Okay, so like more easily burnable. More easily burnable and more easily crumbleable. But yeah. yeah. Well, that's the... That's that's why old people... Yeah, old people burn better. And they break. That's, the that's scary actually good thing to know, though, it. for the future, for for <laughs> clean fuels, for a renewable fuel source. Yeah. Like the old people, we, we keep getting old. Well, yeah. So. I mean, theoretically, aren't we all? I mean, it's it's the dino bones, right? That we have our oil now. At some point, it'll be. I mean, it must be some human bones in there making oil too, right? I have no fucking clue. I know they made the walls in Edinburgh. That's all I remember about Edinburgh oh, is yeah, the people being like, "That ain't rock. That's half bone. That's and be like, bone. Cool. Mm. So fucking well, sweet." Well, as far as the alcohol factor goes, it certainly has something to do with it, but not in the way we might think. A person cannot physically consume enough alcohol to make it an internal accelerant, but a person can certainly drink enough where they don't wake up before a fire kills them by asphyxiation, which is most likely the cause of death in many of these spontaneous human combustion cases. It's like why I drink. You know what I mean? So, so you don't I wake up? Yeah, so yeah. you don't be a hero and save your family? Yep, just back to sleep. Yeah. Alcohol, however, according to some spontaneous human combustion researchers, can produce acetone in the human body. And in one experiment, a researcher soaked pig flesh, which is similar to human flesh, in acetone. And when he lit it on fire, it went up, in his words, like an incendiary bomb. It's a waste of pork. 
Well, so I mean, it's an interesting way to have warfare. <laughs> throw a bunch of pork butts at, at uh, enemy tribes, I guess. So yeah, pig bombs. Everyone loves pig bombs. Pig bomb. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be the name of my restaurant. Pig bombs. Pig bombs. Sergeant Parks, <laughs> get the pig bomb. <laughs> but on the other hand, the wick effect is not definitive proof. Scientists at the California Criminalistics Institute attempted to replicate the wick effect conditions in 1998 by wrapping a dead pig in a blanket, setting it on fire, and letting it burn. Mm. What a day at the office. Honestly, huh? they just get to do it. But they said apparently, because that's the idea, is that the, the clothes like hold it all together, and then the fat sucks. The fat absorbs into the clothes, making the clothes even more flammable as they go. And huh. like It's something like that. You just cut yeah. to the janitor at midnight, just putting his finger on the ground, wiping it, putting this to his tongue, and be like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's I'm pretty not good. getting old mm, for this shit. That's pretty good, yeah. I'm, I'm too, almost, almost too young for this shit. Eventually, it did produce conditions similar to SHC remains, but only after several hours of smoldering. Other attempts to replicate this with dead pigs has failed, and this still doesn't explain the alleged cases in which the victims burned relatively quickly. Man, I hope Ryan Gosling's careful with all the smoldering he does. He's hot. <laughs> Honestly, he is also funny. He is the perfect man. I know. Okay. Yeah. And actually, there are examples of exploding animals in nature of oh. a sort. Some varieties of carpenter ants can fatally explode at will to protect the nest from intruders by contracting abdominal muscles and rupturing poison glands, sending the stuff spraying in all directions. That's loyalty. Ant suicide. Yeah, ant that's, suicide bombers. That's fucking cool. Ant yeah. suicide bombers. That's fighting for something out there. Ants are really <laughs> awesome. Too bad they're so tiny. If they were big, they'd have a lot of power. Yeah, that's the movie Them. <laughs> it is. Yep. Yes. There was also the case of the exploding toads of Hamburg in Germany. <laughs> Henry, in where were you? No, he was just watching. <laughs> in Germany, in April of 2005, nature protection officials observed at least a thousand toads swell up and explode, sending Whoa. their innards flying up to a meter away. Dude, this is like a fucking Farley Brothers movie. You know what I mean? Like that's horrible. You got to wear those glasses that have the little window wipers on them. You could definitely see a sketch where it's been like my priceless toad collection. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you see? And then they're all like eating it. Pop, 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 pop. No, But it happened at the greatest frequency between two and three a.m. and it usually occurred at a pond that the locals soon dubbed Tumpel des Todes, a.k.a. the Pool of Death. Yeah, fuck yeah. Ooh, of, this is one of the rare times where English actually sounds a lot cooler than Tumpel de Turtis. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to observers, the toads expanded to three and a half times their normal size before exploding. Whoa, but, man. But they did find a likely cause. After performing necrop... I can never say this fucking word. Necropsies. Necropsies. You just did. Necropsies. Yeah, necropsies. After performing necropsies on the toads, <laughs> a Berlin veterinarian named Franz Muchmann theorized that the whole thing had resulted from a murder of crows using the toads as an organ meat buffet. I've also begun to think that some of these turps went to the Taco Bell. 
They went to the Taco Bell. They got a little bit of the gorditos. Yeah, that is a strange Berlin accent. Yeah. I don't know. I'm from South Berlin. Berlin. South Berlin. Oh, interesting. Good history there. Good hot dogs. So I don't Probably, actually. Ooh, love sausages. We'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah, we are. That's coming. You motherfuckers, we're coming. Don't, right. oh, no reason to curse them and tell them that they have sex with their mothers. You motherfuckers, we're I, coming. There's really no we to really are, though. We really are. Wait till you see when we release. So it's a so crows were harvesting the organs of these toads. Well, let me tell you how it happened. From yes, what the please. vet observed, the highly intelligent crows got a taste for toad livers. Sure. And instead of killing the toads to extract the tasty organ meats contained therein, they were simply picking through the skin between the toad's chest and abdominal cavity, <laughs> grabbing the livers and then just fucking flying away. Then the toads, in using their natural defense mechanisms, would puff themselves up. But because their bodies were sporting a large hole, and because the liver was missing, the blood vessels and the lungs would rupture, causing the frogs to literally explode. That's fucking crazy. That's like Sherlock Holmes <laughs> figuring out that shit. Crows are scary. They are scary. They are scary. Oh, Wendy birds is crows. are scary. Wendy is fascinated with crows and ravens, and I keep having Ooh. to pull her away because it's like, they will think we're going to pluck out your fucking eyes, Wendy. Yeah, yeah, apparently. What if they get a taste for chihuahua liver? We're all doomed. Crows are wonderful animals. They're Love so crows. intelligent. They're Very so smart. fucking smart. They actually you, make art for people they like. Oh, that's cute. You could teach a crow where the clit is. <laughs> I don't. That. Oh, no. A lady worm. I don't. No, it is not a lady worm. Um, Marcus, also, did you. Is that something you want to have? You want to have a restaurant? A restaurant? No, but if I would were to one day want to have a restaurant, I'd still call it the pig bomb. Marcus is legally not allowed to have a restaurant because his favorite international food is British food. Yep, yep. You <laughs> won't find you, any I'm salt telling you, there. If I, if I found the right place, and if I were to find the right city that enjoyed meat pies as much as I do, and Ugh. fish and chips, a good cod, no, it's not maybe, about just those maybe things we'd be in, able to do it. In theory, a meat pie is wonderful. Fish and chips is great, but the way that you like it served, which is, wow. um, it's a little bit on the... It's a little bland. It's no. just, well, UK it's, food what in general is What am I supposed to do with a meat pie? It's, it's a, a little pie salt, full of put, meat. Put chimichurri sauce in it. Ooh. I'm just saying they don't really salt their food very much. But then I'm, what I'm talking about is an empanada. <laughs> I like empanadas. Yeah. Ooh, Marcus, you have to have an empanada store so we can be I there. mean, Carolina is a big empanada fan. We could have an empanada and fucking English meat food pie. store. Empanada and meat pie. Yeah, it's that all meat makes, pie. It's it all, all works. meat pie. It all works. I don't want to meet a fucking person who doesn't like an empanada. No, yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> who doesn't not? like an empanada? I'm mad just thinking about it. No, I think Marcus has the perfect nervous and just uh, perfect nervous energy to be completely overwhelmed at a small restaurant. Oh yeah, I yeah. could definitely oh, see yeah. Marcus being well, looking at his feet while being screamed at by Gordon Ramsay in 24 <laughs> hours to hell and back. <laughs> no, it's a you've got be a- to get oh. your shit together. And he's just like, I know, I know, I'm yep. just also running a podcast network. I got a lot going on. <laughs> I don't my think. Book. <laughs> I don't think your head is in this. No, if it's if anything, I'm gonna open a comic book slash record store someday. But that's, that's many great. years in the future. I love it. Now, of course, the toads and uh, the ants have nothing to do with fire. Um, oh. It's not really anything to do with spontaneous no. but then it combustion. Combust. But it's they fascinating combust. nonetheless. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exploding toads. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you want? Yeah, that's good content. Yeah, yeah. What's amazing, though, is that cases of spontaneous human combustion, or at least suspected cases, still exist. 
In 2010, an Irishman named Michael Faherty, 76, apparently burned alive in his home in Galway. Hmm. The only damage done to the house was the floor below and the ceiling above. Faherty himself was reduced to a pile of ashes, and the coroner, left with no other possibility that he could see, actually recorded a verdict of spontaneous human combustion. So whether it's done by a lazy coroner or done by a horny author, spontaneous human con- <laughs> wow. combustion is still a viable thing. It's yeah. out there. I was looking at these abstracts from medical books, like still talking about this spontaneous human combustion in the light of the 21st century. People have been talking about this. It's still out there. Like yeah. it, there are cases well, of it every year. It's But mostly you would file it under, in my mind, technically it's closer to mysterious fires Mm-hmm. Right, necessarily than SHC. But if you're feeling frisky and if your wife left you and if you're a coroner, just put it down there. Why Make it a spontaneous not? human combustion. But we don't know. But the interesting thing is, through all of this science, we still don't know what causes it, right? So, like, if you're a killer and you're like, I want to get away with it, I'm going to fake spontaneous human combustion, there's no way to know how to do it. Yeah, I, I that's I what I would tell my client. Really? I would tell my client that. But I mean, that's kind of interesting. Through all the science, they didn't figure out exactly what's causing it. So I guess that's why there's still plenty of room for rumor. They got a pretty good idea. It's just, it's hard to prove these sorts of things because you can't really burn a pig alive and you can't burn a person alive to see what happens. And it's it's very hard to observe it actually going on. Not with this new fucking liberal government, we can't. That's for sure. You can't burn people alive anymore. That's for science. Science. Well, yeah. and then you have the same guy from Rockterio, literally just doing like fascinating, like as you burn people alive. <laughs> that man should have been burnt alive. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's fun episode on spontaneous human combustion. If you're feeling hot in your tummy, I say just have a cold Gatorade, and yeah. you're gonna feel just fine. And, uh, and be just very so careful. Be- and just so everyone knows, we didn't forget that we did spontaneous human combustion like nine years ago. It's just nice to redo shit as we go. This isn't the big redo. No, because that's isn't coming the big in two redo. episodes. We got two yes. episodes. We got to come in. But this was, you know, it's it just good to get right back into our fucking old weird roots. Yeah. Now man. with our new I'm scientific s- eyeballs. Oh, just so brilliant. <laughs> How much we've learned over the last ten years. Oh God, we've learned so much. We have. I'm scared of crows. Every every piece of information I hear about a crow makes me more scared of crows. We make your world smaller and smaller every week. I love them. They're beautiful, and I know they're smart. But do they do they do anything that's like hyper positive? The crow. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah, them? The, what do you actually, want from the crow them? does something extraordinarily pro- positive. If you uh, feed a crow or like a, a group of crows, uh-huh. if you feed them murder. and they get a murder of crows, if you feed a murder of crows and they get to like you, they will actually bring you gifts. They will bring you shiny things. They'll bring you like you know uh, like a corridor uh, or like a little cap from a, um, a can of Coke or something like that. Yeah, this. They I actually, was, they'll I, bring okay. you gifts. They're, they're very positive. I befriended this group of crows, and they brought me yeah. this a detached human penis. Really? <laughs> and I was like, all right, guys, thank you for the gift, <laughs> but this is a lot. And that's the one you have to this day. This is all a surgically, bit. Uh, surgically put onto your body. I'm not nice to birds. I mean, I'm nice to birds, but I'm I'm neutral with birds. I have nothing I to get. I prefer birds over fucking frogs. Fuck them. Fuck the, <laughs> fuck the fucking frogs. No. <laughs> Give me birds. I'm kind of scared of both of them, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, Caroline also uh, is scared of birds. Uh, d- she said she doesn't trust them. I don't trust them one bit. And they don't have our agendas in mind, that's for certain. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. The only animal that will never hurt you 
Although they were attacking people, I guess, in Queens, but squirrels. I yeah, they've been like viciously a, attacking people in yeah, Queens. Yeah, but I like a good squirrel. Don't have yeah, nuts like in your pocket when you're too. walking around. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, this thank you great. so much for listening to this episode. Perfect we hope you're episode. doing all right out there. Um, we have some big news. Do we want to talk about our weed? Um, Can we talk about weed? We haven't even, we don't have the release date yet, so there's no point yet. Okay, but we did look at some new designs and they look really cool and we're super excited. We're very, very excited. Yes. We can't wait to give you this weed. The one thing we can tell you is join our Patreon because what we're doing is every week, Tuesday is 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are back Those in are our Those are the oceans. Shit. Those are the oceans. <laughs> La- last stream on the left is back. For those of you that, jo- any tier of the Patreon that join, you can join us live and watch the show live. And then the next day, we will put the show out for free on our YouTube. Absolutely. So watch us live, interact with the chat, and you can say a whole bunch of fun stuff. And, and make- we already had to edit stuff from the show on the stream on Tuesday live version to put it on YouTube. So you get exclusive Honestly, horrible shit. By the end of it, we're just going to be doing it on Patreon. But you know what? That's just fine with us. But we'll find because out. We'll just be together because apparently these platforms have stacked. Standards and practices. And, I want uh, to speak whatever. to Twitch, though. I just want to have a free cup of coffee at Twitch offices. We'll get that coffee. And I'll, I, I'll, I'll actually take one of the bananas. Oh, always take a snack. That's another big yeah. thing. If you guys have any meetings or something coming up where you take can go in snack. person, take anything that's free. Absolutely. Yeah. Have that no shows shame. power. Well, just who cares? All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Um, let's see. Do we have anything else? Marcus, Last podcast merch. We got new shit coming out real soon. We got soon. new stuff. Yeah. Obviously, we have all the shows here. We got Top Hat. We got uh, Kind of Fun. We got Page 7. We got Whizbrew. You know all the shows here on the LPN Network. Thank you so much for supporting us. Um, That's it. Any other housekeeping? No, I think just uh, oh, uh, the first season of uh, No Ducks in Space is uh, in the can. So if you want to go check out uh, the our our particular history of punk told through uh, ten bands, just uh, find us wherever podcasts are found. Marcus, when are you doing the Allman Brothers? Uh, Allman Brothers probably not going to be coming up. Probably not. I, I appreciate them. What the but fuck? <laughs> what is this fucking shit? Would you do? Um, you know what I was thinking about the other day was Duran Duran. Actually, we might do. I love Duran Duran because I do kind of want to do. I, I actually, I Flock love of new seagulls. Music. Uh, not as much as Flock of Seagulls. Honestly, uh, though, that that uh, album's actually pretty good. The one that I, I ran's on is actually a really good album. I like that album because I'm also a Gary Newman fan. Gary yeah, Newman. Gi- actually, Gary Newman is on the possibilities list because yes. I'm a huge. I I'm love a gigantic. Gary I'm a huge Gary Newman fan. And love Gary Newman. That's All right, I think sweet. we've annoyed Marcus enough. I love it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail game. Magustalations, everyone. Hail me. If you go to Ounce of lift. Oh, my. Be <laughs> careful. just go to big. Watch out for the ball. Ball lightning. Ball lightning. Ball lightning. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. 
The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.